Welcome to the CL Talks podcast. Each week, we sit down with different guests who provide unique and insightful perspectives on various topics. Let's dive right into this week's episode of CL Talks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another CL Talks. Uh, we're so excited tonight to have with us a prophet in a very prophetic ministry, uh, Abner Suarez. Great Praise to be with Lord. you, guys. Hello, Covenant Love. Yeah, and, and the reason... I say that I'm excited about having him because Abner has been with us for many, many years. And uh, every time he speaks at Covenant Love, he has a word from the Lord uh, for us. And it just confirms uh, everything that God has been putting in our hearts. Matter of fact, uh, the last time he was here, there were several words of prophetic words that he had for us that have already come to pass. And so I'm excited because I know him. He spends a lot of time in prayer and intercession, uh, seeking exactly what God is saying. Uh, that's exactly what a prophet uh, should be doing. And he is doing that. He stays just uh, literally uh, in the Word of God, uh, learning, uh, being taught the Word of God, uh, the Holy Spirit leading him, guiding him, and directing him. And uh, to, when I called him, I just, I just literally said, hey, I want you to be with us because I know the Spirit of God has put things, uh, some things on your heart. But one of the things that God had put on my heart was talking about intercessory prayer, and we've been doing that, but talking about the weapons of, in, uh, of, of prayer, but also the weapons, which are many weapons that God has given us to do spiritual warfare. And let me just, on the onset, let me say this. There is a balance to spiritual warfare. I have seen people get off in the right ditch and the left ditch uh, concerning spiritual warfare. Some people say it doesn't exist. Others go crazy over it, and every focus is on the devil. The focus is on Jesus. The focus is on Amen. the kingdom of God. The focus is on the word of God, because whatever you find... Anybody saying or doing, it needs to line up with the Word of God. Amen. So Amen. what I want to share with you and what I want Abner to help us with and to teach us also, because he's got so much insight in this, is weaponizing the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, God has given us weapons. He Amen. has weaponized His church. And those weapons literally are weapons here against the kingdom of darkness given to us. They're weapons of what I call mass destruction for the pulling down of the enemy's strongholds. Let me read this scripture to you out of 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, beginning with verse uh, 3. And we're going to read verse 3 through 4. It says this, For though we walk, out of the Amplified Bible, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. The one thing I want you to see real quickly is this. We are not carrying our own, our own our warfare according to the flesh. Here's the thing, okay? It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical but mighty. First of all, it says our warfare. Hmm. Our warfare. So whose warfare is it? It is our warfare because we're in this earth. This is where our enemies are, but not flesh and blood, spiritual. This is where our enemies are. It is our warfare for the weapons of 
our warfare are not carnal. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood. But they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. So Abner, my question is, if we have, God's given us weapons. He's also given us his armor with the weapons. So if we're having weapons, then we've got an enemy. We do. So who's our enemy? Well, let's read Ephesians chapter 6. Okay. The Word of God answers the question. Uh, I just Something just jumped out at me, though, when you were speaking, and it was that our, our warfare is not in the flesh. So just a, a principle that I think is really important about this, that everything that we see is defined by what we cannot see. And so what is on the inside of us is going to define the outside. And so that's why we fight in the Spirit to manifest it in the flesh. But Ephesians 6 says this, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It's His strength. But then he says this, Put on the whole armor of God. And obviously he's writing to believers, so it's our responsibility to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh, he emphasizes that again, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand. Well, the, the one thing that jumps out at me also at, at that particular point when you're reading that is this. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right. So... What we have to understand is that the, the, the devil, principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness, they come and they affect and they move upon flesh and blood. That's right, yeah. And we see the results of their schemes, their plots, their evil. Uh, we see the schemes of them, uh, the devil's platform, steal, kill, and destroy. So to do that in the earth, they have to use human beings. That's right. They have to use flesh and blood. Yeah. So, so therefore, and you can jump in here anytime you want to. Well, I, I, was, I, I think it's excellent because what, one of the things that the devil, you see all these things, are, are, they're not seen unless God opens our eyes, which he can and he does, but we don't see everything. But one of the number one tools of the enemy is to get you to react to what you're seeing by the people he's using, by the things he's saying, inviting us either in, in our homes, spouses, discord between children and that. Let's bring it to a higher level, political people where we're totally disagreeing with what they're saying. They want us to, to react from the soul and from the mind, and that's not where the war is won. Because if, if the devil can get us to react by the flesh, that's right, yeah, then... That has no power over him. That's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jesus, it says the flesh profits nothing. That's right. So if I react by the flesh, which anger, frustration, and there's nothing wrong with being anger. That's right. Because I I said this on Sunday. Intercession does not start with the mouth. It starts with the eyes. That's right. And the ears. Yeah. Because I see something that 
angers me. I see something that agitates me. I see an injustice. Mm -hmm. I see the things that the devil is doing. How do you know the devil is doing? Because all I have to do is read the Word of God. And and if anything has to do with stealing, killing, and destroying, I know exactly where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. If it has to do with life, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if it has to do with life, I know where that's coming from also. I know it's coming from because God is life, Zoe. He, he is like There's certain things we don't need to pray about to know where they are. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but what happens is so many Christians will see things or something happens to them. And what they begin to do is react in the flesh mm-hmm. instead of reacting or acting. Let me just say this. Instead of acting in the spirit. Right. In the spirit of things. Yeah. So, so, so one, of, one of the things that God has given us to combat the, the, the plans and the plots and the purposes of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Of course, what you just read a while ago, uh, and I want to hit this real quick, is the Word of God. Absolutely. Yeah. And what you said was this. You said, okay, the enemy wants to get us to react by the flesh. Mm-hmm. He moves in the flesh realm. Yeah, the soul, intellect. It's all world system. Exactly right. right. And so he tries to get us to react in the same identical way that people who don't know Jesus acts. Right. And if he can do that again, we can't defeat him. Because the only way that you can come against a spirit being or spirits that are all principalities, rules, they're all spiritual entities. Right. Okay, the only way you can come against them is in spirit. Right. So Jesus said, my words... Are spirit and life. That's right. So, so I use the word of God. That's one of the weapons. Mm-hmm. Praise is a weapon. The name of Jesus is a weapon. The blood of Jesus. So, but but one of the things that I have learned in my almost fifty years of walking with the Lord is I have learned that to keep myself built up in preparation for anything that happens in the world or by the flesh. I have to do one thing. I have to pray in the Spirit. I pray in my understanding, but I also pray in the Spirit. And and the reason that so many religious institutions fight praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, is because the devil knows that that is one of the most powerful tools that God gets us. So if he can bring confusion and controversy... And, and get people to attack, people will start backing off and say, you know, I, I, I don't want to pray in tongues. People will think I'm crazy. That's I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm nuts, yeah. you know. So, so here's, here's, what, here's what the Bible says. And right where you were in Ephesians, Ephesians 6.18. I'm reading it again out of the Amphite. It says, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert... And watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding, interceding. And this is the same thing we know Jesus is doing. He ever lived to make intercession right. for the saints. Interceding in behalf of all saints, God's uh, consecrated people. Now, praying the Spirit, the thing that I've, I've learned in my life is this. There's two important principles. Number one, you pray in your understanding. Number two, you pray in the Spirit. 
Those are the two most powerful. Because when you pray in your understanding, you're supposed to be praying in accordance to and uh, the will of God, which is the Word of God. So listen to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, verse 15. He said this, Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the spirit that is within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and in, with my understanding. So praying in the spirit is being led by the Spirit to pray according to the Word of God, according to the will of God concerning certain situations I know. But then there's times that I don't know the purpose of the plan that God has for a certain aspect of my life or even my nation or the church, uh, Covenant Love Church. Uh, I, I, pray, I intercede for uh, uh, Abner's ministry. I intercede for those uh, ministries that we support, and we, we support him. And so, so, so praying in tongues is so vitally important because it says this, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. It means that my spirit in connection with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is now praying. Because the Holy Spirit can move upon me and say, Start praying about this particular uh, this particular issue, I don't know exactly how to pray concerning that, but the Holy Spirit does. And, so, and so, if, so he says, if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, and I don't understand what I'm saying, so if I'm praying in tongues, answer this for me. Who am I praying to? If you're praying in tongues, who are you praying to? Who am I praying to? Because the Bible, the, Bible the, the Bible actually tells me right here, he says, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. But to God. Yeah. I, I think it's still, well, I think there's a lot there. Yeah, there is. <laughs> so, let's talk about well, it. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, first thing, I think one of the things he said is really, really important, and it is this. Uh, we have to take out of our mindset that praying in the Spirit is a strange thing and that the things of the Spirit are the strange thing. It's, so it's strange to, the, to the, the unregenerate man. But according to John 4, God is a spirit. Our spirit gets born again. And then Proverbs 20, 27, uh, this jumped out at me when you're talking. The spirit of man is the lamp of God searching all the inner depths of his heart. So God is a spirit. He has the Holy Spirit. His spirit prays through us, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but we pray the perfect will of God, and that is the, the language of God is the language of the spirit. It's not always English, but if you pray in the spirit, he'll give you understanding through our natural language, which us, it's English. Right. So uh, I think that that's one of the big things that we have to, oh, this is weird, this is strange. This is how God communicates to his people. One of the primary ways. So, so uh, again, for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. Howbeit, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, listen to this, because this, this is to me, I, I got this revelation many, many years ago when I got to spend time with Dr. Paul Young Cho uh, in South Korea. He's got like 750,000 members in the, in, the, in the 1980s when I got to spend a lot of time with him. Uh, he had, that church was at 750,000 people. And I was absolutely amazed. Hmm. And I was like, how in the world do you stay sane? 
how, how do you keep moving and going? And you know, and you're all, every time I got around him, he was strong and he uh, he was smiling. Even though I asked him, I said, "Do you ever have issues?" And he said, "I have multiple issues and situations, adverse situations, problems, circumstances that arise." He said, "But I'm always prepared for them." He said, "But I'm not prepared in my strength." That's right. He said, but I spend a lot of time praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit. And he said, by the time that something comes to me, because I'm not waiting until the last minute to pray about a crisis. He said, I'm constantly praying. So he said, all of a sudden, he said, what I've learned over the years is the wisdom of God Mm -hmm. comes. Yep, that's right. Because I'm prepared for it. I've already been praying. And so, so listen, listen to this, and I want you to comment on this. So in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Paul told the Corinthian church, who had all the gifts in operation, and of course he had to bring a balance, he had to put them in order also, mm-hmm. but he said this to the Corinthian church. Now remember, Paul writes two-thirds of the New Testament. So Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. Yeah. So, so we know he had a foundation of the old covenant. But now he's got to explain he's got to be able to write and pen to the churches the the, the from the old covenant to the new covenant and and explain what the new covenant's all about how God wants us to live, okay? So so he said he speaks mysteries. Well, it says this, mysteries in the in the Greek means this. The hidden purposes and plans of God Secret things of God only revealed to the righteous people of God. Hidden things not yet manifested. Revelations of truth that line up and are revealed in God's word. (laughs) So when we're praying in the spirit, we may not understand because it says our mind is unfruitful. In other words, our mind is not understanding what's coming out of my mouth when I'm praying in tongues. Yeah. But I am by the Holy Spirit, who also is the mind of God. Yeah. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is the mind of God. God knows the situation I'm facing. He actually knows what's coming. Yeah. So if I'm continually praying in tongues, I am not only praying for what is coming, but then God reveals me His purpose and the plan for me to walk through this situation in what to do and gives me the wisdom that I would have never had if I'd operated by the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, Jude one twenty, and I think you hit a really key point that has been jumping out to me for this session. It's that you don't want to wait till you get into a crisis to begin to edify yourself, can, you know, pr- begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's a lifestyle. And uh, one of the things over the years, I'm sure you've noticed that you don't just get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's wonderful. You pray in tongues, but then you practice it on a daily basis. And your tongue switches over time. I've asked God for the diversity of tongues for the moment that I'm in. But Jude says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So this is a lifestyle. I do it going down the road. I do it washing dishes. Anytime I have free time, sometimes I forget 
I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> I remember a number of years. I, I literally was at the gym and I'm, and I'm getting up because I just pray in tongues all the time. And, uh, but what you're saying is, is so key because what I found is that Jesus said to you, it has been granted to know the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That, and that's what I was saying, that cannot come through the intellect. God created your intellect, but it's got to be renewed. And there are things constantly in my life that I go, God wants to, I, I ha, there's an answer he wants to give me or wisdom or understanding. And how I birth it is with tongues. And I just pray in tongues, pray in tongues. And then there's a click in the spirit where I begin to understand, not fully all the time, but I begin to write down or give me insight and wisdom to what he's saying and words to pray to birth that. Yes, and, the, and, and what you said in, in Jude uh, one twenty, um, that building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, which is an indication there of praying in tongues. Now, why do I say that it is an indication of praying in tongues? Because in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, verse 6, he says, when I pray in tongues, I edify Edify myself. myself. That word edify means to build an edifice. It means to build up. It's like a spiritual dynamo. Yeah, and 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 it continuously keeps me built up, keeps me going. Yeah. you know, I've had people ask me over all of these years in ministry, uh, coming here at forty-three years old and starting the church, mm-hmm. and you know, with four kids. Uh, I, uh, Pastor Cameron was just born, mm-hmm. you know, when we got here, and so and we started. And a lot of people look at what what do you mean you started at forty-three? Well, forty-three may be a earthly age. But as far as I'm concerned, I was at le- faith level 43. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm not looking at age. I'm yeah. looking at my faith level where I'm at. Yeah. So, so God brings me, and, and, and our heart was to have a church that looks like heaven. Amen. That was our desire. I have always read in the book of Revelation where every tongue, tribe, and nation was around the throne of God. So I believe that that's the way it should look on earth. Amen. Your will be done on earth as it is in Amen. heaven. So we began to pray about that. Now, how did I? How do I pray about that? Because I I didn't know how to bring that to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, because when we moved here, there really were not any churches that I knew uh, that were integrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I started praying and just saying, God, give us a church that looks like heaven. And then I started praying in the spirit. Right. And man, I would just pray and pray and pray and pray in the spirit. Right. And then all of a sudden, one Sunday, we had we had started we started having different races of families that started showing up at the church. And I would ask them. I said, uh, I, I said, so how did you get into the church? And somebody would say, Well, somebody came up to me inviting me, but I don't know who it was, and I don't even see him in here. You wow. know, I almost believe it might have been an angel. Yeah. <laughs> that, you I, know. See, I I think when you I don't know. When you say all of a sudden, I think sometimes the work was done in the spirit. And I, I've seen that many times. I, I, I think sometimes it might, you entertain an, uh, angels unknowingly. Yep. And I think that, there, that there's things that get birthed and it's a drawing. It's, it could be people coming to the church. It could be 
unsaved relatives. Like, and I want to ask you this, because one of my experiences has been is when you're constantly praying in the Spirit, God also will, it's the word in the Spirit, you'll get a scripture, ask of me, and I'll give you the nations of the, do you, because I, I notice I get key scriptures as I pray about something in the Spirit. He goes, these are words I want you to pray in English, words specifically that will unlock this, that will unlock finances, that will unlock multi- cultural church, all these things that are, I think, that are part of our purpose. And, and that's the reason to me, because the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us. He is the spirit of truth. He that's leads right. us into yeah. all truth. Yeah. So I want to know, there's an old cliche, I, I need to know the truth of the matter. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, yeah. Is the, what is the truth about? So the Holy Spirit, and this is so important. Abner, you hit on, on and let me go back to this real quick. He said this. He said, um... First uh, Corinthians fourteen fifteen again. He said, "Then what am I to do? I will pray with the Spirit by the Holy Spirit, is in me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding." Yeah. And 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 that's what you said is so vitally important because as I'm praying in the Spirit about a certain issue, and and by the way, here is the way that the Lord taught me. Uh, to pray, because a lot of people don't, they don't talk to the Holy Spirit. That's right. As if the Holy Spirit is some entity out here that, okay, I don't really understand the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Amen. Period. Yeah. You know, and so, so, so the Lord showed me one day when I was in prayer, when I was struggling with something, and I was struggling to pray in my own language, in my own understanding, mm-hmm. concerning this, this particular issue that I was facing. And the Lord just dropped this in my heart. He said, who's your helper? And I said, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit. He said, ask him to help you to pray my perfect will concerning this situation. Amen. Yeah, that's right. And, and I, I said, Holy Spirit... As I pray in tongues right now, will you help me to pray God's purpose, God's plan, God's perfect will concerning this situation? Mm-hmm. And I began to intercede and I began to pray. And then there came to that moment that I almost knew in my heart there was a peace. Hmm. And in that peace, because you know, a while ago you said a click. Yeah. Well, that click for me has always been there's a peace that just comes over me. Right, right, right. And it's like I know it's done. Yeah, that's right. You know, I know. I've, I've I know had it many times and, in my and life. And then yeah. I go into praise. Then I, and then after that, uh, until I see the manifestation, I just go into. I said, Father, I thank you that this is done. I thank you that you're going to bring the manifestation to me hmm. concerning that. So what you said is so vitally important that God will put scripture in you, and you you pray those scriptures as you're praying in tongues. Those scriptures will start coming out. What? One of the other things I've learned is when I'm reading the Word of God, and you want to get the Word in you, obviously, you're, I'm reading it, and uh, I mean, just personally, I think the last few days, I've been stuck in John 15 every morning. I mean, I've read other stuff, but it's like I keep going back to that because there's like a, I, I call it like the drawing. I said, God, there's something else you're trying to say. I know this is all good. This is, this is building me, and I pray in the Spirit sometimes months, honestly, sometimes years about a particular series of scriptures. And I'm asking the Lord, God, what are you speaking? There's, there's a deeper understanding 
revelation knowledge, secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of God that you want to give me. Not only, but I think the what, one thing I've noticed too, because when you're praying in the spirit, God is also incredibly practical. It's applicable to your life. It's not like you're praying in the spirit and going, okay, great, maybe I hit the mark. It's, there's, there's a practical application I've learned over and over again that God wants to give you as you birth things through praying in tongues. Amen, amen. And that's where praying in the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, praying as we pray in, in tongues mm-hmm. and praying in our understanding. But when we pray in tongues and praying in our understanding, number one, we pray in our understanding, we pray the will of God According to 1 John, the 5th chapter, verses 14 and 15, we know if we pray His Word, which is His perfect will, he know, we know that He hears us. That's right. And if He knows that we hear us, He hears us, we're guaranteed. Yeah. It may not happen today but or tomorrow, but we're guaranteed that. Yeah. And, and after I get through praying with something, I said, Father, you have guaranteed this by an oath. That's right. And, and by the blood of Jesus and coming, I believe I have it. And I just keep praising God and worshiping God until I see the manifestation mm-hmm. of what's going to happen. But then there's also that when I pray in tongues, I'm also guaranteeing that I am praying the perfect, perfect will, will of God. God. Yeah. Because it's the Holy Spirit yeah. that is now helping me to mm-hmm. pray this out mm-hmm. in the That's supernatural right. language, supernatural spiritual language that God has given to us th- through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so here's what it says. Romans 8, chapter verse 26 and through 28. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Now, when he says helps our weaknesses, what is he talking about here? What is the weakness he says in verse 26? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Mm -hmm. So now, if I know that I'm praying for a financial situation, I know what the scripture says. My God, Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So I know what the word of God says. But there may be in this financial area, there may be something that I need to do like going out and knocking on doors if I need a job. That's right. Putting resumes. Yeah. There, there's something I need to do. But there's also some wisdom that I need, maybe in a business or something else. There's some wisdom that I need to make decisions. I know what the Word of God says, but now I've got to act on that. I have to have the wisdom. So now I begin to say, Holy Spirit, Pray through me as I pray in tongues right now concerning this financial situation. God, give me the wisdom. Show me exactly what I need to do. Your word says you'll meet all my need. Now, I need to know practically what I need to do here. So That's it right. says, for we do not know what we should pray is all, but the Spirit himself mm-hmm. makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And P.C. Nelson, who was a Greek scholar, he, he said this about groanings which cannot be uttered. He said words that cannot be articulated in our own language. Mm. Which also means there's a groaning when we see things. If we see, if we see an injustice or we see something where the devil is operating in somebody's life or doing something we know that we need to intercede about, there can be, oh man, oh. I mean, there's a, there's a groan. But now... I began to pray, and it says, Now he who searches the hearts 
knows what the mind of the Spirit is. The Holy Spirit knows God's purpose and plan for where I'm at right now. Because all right. my days, Psalms 139, all my days have been written before I live. Mm-hmm. I live one of them. He said, the, now the he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hmm. He's coming into it. This is what God showed me one time. The Holy Spirit is making intercession through us. Jesus is making intercession. If two of you shall agree, to agree shall be on anything. Yeah. So I'm, I, he's in line with what Jesus is praying concerning my life, the church, my business, family, or whatever. And we know this, this ties in. You can't say this scripture out of context without the spirit. And we know that all things work together for good Amen. to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I, 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 just a few things. Um, I think praying in the spirit is, is exactly what you just said. There's, there's like, uh, Proverbs 16 is really big for me as I pray in the spirit. Commit your works to the Lord. Proverbs 4, guard your heart because in here is the Holy Spirit. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. But often I'm constantly praying in tongues. You make it a lifestyle. And then these thoughts come to you. But if you go back to these thoughts like, oh, I should, maybe I should do this. And I think a lot of times people are praying in the spirit and they're getting these thoughts and they think the devil's distraction. They're actually God thoughts that they're supposed to apply to their situation. Call, I, I remember years ago when I, I didn't get this. I was praying and I'd be praying in tongues and God would go, you need to call this person. And I'm going, devil, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to focus on the Lord. And it's God right. giving you thoughts, but also go back to something else from Ephesians 6. He says the sword of the spirit. When Paul talks about the sword of the spirit, it's a dagger, a direct hit on the enemy. And I find you can have the general word of God, like you talked about finances. You, you have, uh, my God shall supply all my needs, Deuteronomy 28. But I have found that there are direct scriptures that God will give you for your situation. They're not just the general will of God. They are specific things he will give you to blow, blow apart anything of the enemy in front of you. Just boom. It's, this is the, this, he, he tells us, he gives us the keys of the kingdom of God. And as you pray in the spirit, I, I find it can come no other way. I don't know. It, there might right. be other ways people can get it. Right. I haven't found it, but there are specific words and scriptures that he will give you that will unlock the the will of God in that area. And it can't, to me, there's no other way around it because it's the language of the spirit because it goes beyond your intellect. It doesn't make sense to your intellect. Um, Many, many things that the Lord has asked me to do, it didn't make any sense to me of how he was asking me to do it. But I knew because your practice, you you know, you have you right. have opportunity. You know that this is the Lord. It's not making any sense intellectually. Well, you know, I I know this. The Lord had me to me and Tava both. Uh, when God dropped in my heart that uh, I want I'm going to send you to North Carolina, hmm. and He said I want you to start laying the groundwork before you go praying in the Spirit. Hmm. My purposes and my plans that I will unveil to you. Hmm. So, okay. So I started praying in the Spirit. God and I prayed every single day as part of my prayer time. Lord, I'm taking this time to pray in the Spirit concerning North Carolina. Concerning uh, what you want us to do. Hmm. I prayed for two years. 
Wow. Before you left. Before I left. Wow. It was not birthed overnight. Wow. It didn't happen. I kept praying and praying and praying. And then God supernaturally opened the door two years later. Hmm. And then when we got here, it was crazy. When we got here, everything was already laid out. The building, the places, with people we were meeting, it was already done. And I realized that I had been praying that. Yeah, that's, that's what I've come to know. Yeah. I have been praying that. And as I prayed it out, the Holy Spirit moved in the area of Fedville to prepare yeah. what needed to be done. It was done for, before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Rem- remember in Genesis, yeah. he said the, the Spirit of God was hovering. Right. And then God spoke and he said, let there be light. That was his will. And right. then the Holy Spirit moved. Well, as I was praying out the very things that God wanted. Yeah. And that for Fedville that I didn't even know yet. But then it just started right. falling in place. That's right. It's because for two years, Tave and I were interceding. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a real... The, 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 I think one of the things God really wants to emphasize in this chat is to make this a lifestyle. Because... To me, I don't ever see in the Gospels Jesus panicking when a situation came. Right. There, there wasn't, he didn't, he, he, he didn't say stop and fast and pray about this situation. I'm not dismissing that. There's moments of that. But every, he lived fasting and prayer as a lifestyle. So he was ready for the crisis in that moment or whatever, whatever it handled. Like you just said, right. whatever this situation we're in right now, God, he's not thrown off by it. And if we had built properly, we're navigating it properly. Amen. That's so good. Yeah. And, and that's the things that we need to understand. Uh, we need to understand that we need to deal with things in the Spirit and, and get away from the flesh. The, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more your flesh is crucified. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you, you start operating by the Spirit and through the Holy Spirit, it makes so, so, so much difference. And listen to this real quickly, because I know people are looking right now and saying, okay, Pastor, uh, how, how, do I, how do I get praying in tongues? How do I... Some of you may have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you really don't have that spiritual language. Maybe you just, you just have the stammering tongues, but you really don't have articulate that you're praying in tongues. And that's what God wants. And the mm-hmm. more you use it, the more you're going to find yourself uh, right. doing that. That's what I learned. But listen, listen to this in Acts, the 19th chapter, when the Apostle Paul comes... Uh, to Ephesus, and in Acts nineteen one, he found some disciples, and he and he, they were there praying, and he realized something's wrong with this prayer, and so he said he said to them, first thing he said to them was this: Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Because he thought that they were believers, and they said to him, We've not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit, mm. and he said to them, Okay, then what were you baptized in? And they said into John's baptism. And John the Baptist, and then he said, Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe, saying to them they should believe on him who is to come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. So when they heard this, they were baptized because they received Jesus into their heart. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Now remember, they're already born again. They'd already received Jesus into their hearts. They were water baptized. Now they're going to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he says, and, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. And what was the evidence that the Holy Spirit had come upon them? Not the fruit of the Spirit. That takes all of our life. 
But the initial evidence was speaking in tongues. And they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And now the men were all there were about 12. Let me just say this to you. First of all, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and, and with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you must be born again. If you have never been born again, I want you to have this invitation and opportunity to be born again by the Spirit of God. And if you'd like to be born again, or maybe you've been away from God or you're backslidden, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Just pray this. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Thank you, Lord. That He came to this earth in the flesh. He died on the cross. And you raised Him from the dead. Today, I repent of all my sins. And I ask your forgiveness. And today... I confess Jesus Christ as Lord of my life. Now, my friend, if you believe that in your heart and confess that with your mouth, the Bible says you are saved. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, you are ready for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Children, ready for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Young people, teenagers, ready for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mom, dad, adults, ready for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Don't be like I was coming out of the denominational church that told me all this had passed away until I got into the Bible and started reading the Bible and I realized this hadn't passed away. If it passed away, the Holy Spirit has stopped. And the Holy Spirit has not stopped. It's His gifts. It, it's Him coming upon us for, for, our, for the baptism with the evidence of speaking of the tongues. And like Abner said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So I want to pray for you right now. If you're ready to receive the baptism you, of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking of the tongues. I'm going to tell you right now, the devil doesn't want you to have it, Thank but you, the Lord. devil can't stop you. Okay, because God wants you to be able to pray in the spirit, pray in tongues, speak in other tongues. And you're praying directly to God. You're praying the perfect will of God when you don't know how to pray. And it keeps you built up spiritually. And in these last days that we're living in, I'm telling you, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to articulate in tongues. You need to speak. You need to be able to speak in tongues and speak directly to God. So if you're ready, I want you to just raise your hands right now. And I want you to pray this with me because the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And you're going to open your mouth, not praying in English, but praying in tongues. It's going to come out of your belly, coming out of your mouth. So so pray this with me right now. Father God, I'm asking you because I'm born again and I am your child. And I know I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and power and fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, now, just start speaking. Just In the name of Jesus. That's it. Keep, keep, keep going. Come on, speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. Don't stop. Come on, speak it out of your mouth. Don't stop. 
Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. I just feel right now there is an anointing of God flowing right now where you are in Jesus' name. Now let me just say something to you. Listen to me very carefully. That is your gift given to you by God. You exercise that gift. You pray in tongues whenever you want to, anytime it is yours. Don't allow your mind to say, this is gibberish. This doesn't make any sense. Your mind is unfruitful. Don't listen to that. Read the Word of God. And don't allow the devil to attack you and say, you're not saying anything. He wants you to stop because you're praying out the mysteries and the purpose and the plan of God in in everything in your life. And the more you pray in tongues... The more you pray in tongues, the more you're going to be built up. And when something comes, you're not going to operate in the flesh. You're going to operate by the Spirit of the living God. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I love this. And I I know, listen, I know what somebody was saying. Don't stop. Don't stop. We want to hear more of this. And uh, we we, we can do that. There's just such a vast expanse and depth of, of praying in the Spirit. It's so wonderful, and, and folks, it's right there in the Word of God. Anyway, but listen, also, I want to thank each and every one of you for giving. Uh, we want to be a blessing to Abner also for coming and sharing with us uh, tonight. We want to continue to plant seed, and I want to just thank all of you because you are giving, and thank God uh, that you're doing that so we can continue to do that. Hey, by the way, people are getting saved. People are getting saved on every single one Amen. of our broadcasts. I, I mean, I am so excited about that. And I just believe a whole lot of people right now just got baptized all over the world in the, in the Holy Spirit. We love you so much. Thank you, Covenant Love. Thank you, all our friends and all of those that are viewing us all over the world. God bless you. Continue to pray in the Spirit. Pray Amen. in the Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the CL Talks podcast. You can find the notes from this conversation in the show notes below. For more information and talks from Covenant Love, just search for us on social media or head to mycl.church. We'll see you next week.